It's crow time, folks, and I am the man they call Crow. And sitting with me, as always, at our, as I like to say, beat-up Ikea coffee table. I figure if I sound pathetic enough about it, maybe somebody from Ikea will, go, will, will hear me eventually go, you know, they need a new one. But anyway, sitting at me, sitting at me, <laughs> sitting with me, as always, at our beautiful beat-up coffee table, Ikea coffee table, is my fiance Wolf Eyes. Would you like to offer everybody Wolf Eyes? Perfect. W. Anyway, for Wolf. Um, okay. Uh, well, we, okay. First of all, we did not do any thrifting this past week, so I have got to figure out somehow to fill the next 59 minutes and some odd seconds. Um, that should be easy for you. Um, I, I, I could describe for the people how I, how I, uh, give myself mani petties, as they're called. I think people would enjoy listening to that, you know, you know, for, for, for the men that, you know, for like the metrosexual guys out there that like to know, you know, how to keep themselves groomed, you know, they might be like, oh man, I've been wondering how to give myself many petties. A many petty, for those of you that don't know, is a term, kind of an abbreviated term for manicure, pedicure, um, you know, so, uh, and, and yes, I do take care of my fingernails and my toenails. I'm, I'm a vain kind of person and I like to look nice you know so well, you failed <laughs> that was me rolling my eyes ha 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 <laughs> yeah uh the noise it's a little toy we picked up on our uh, valentine's day car mart trip um we, we'd been trying to figure out something to use for sound effect when my fiance will when my fiance rolls her eyes, not wolves her eyes, when my fiance rolls her eyes, and uh, we came across that in a toy bin at a thrift store that recently opened in Marion, Illinois, and um, I wasn't going to get it, but she thought it would be the perfect sound effect for the eye rolling, and I agreed, so uh, now whenever you hear this sound on the show... This means that I have said something that my fiance is kind of like, you've got to be kidding me uh, about, and that is that is a sign that she is rolling her eyes at me. Because you can't see her rolling her eyes because this is audio and not video. So when you hear that sound, that means she is rolling her eyes at me. Would you like to use it now? <laughs> or if you hear me go like that, it's me hitting him. Uh, no, it'd be much harder than that. Who are you kidding? Oh, yeah. Um, That's true. Okay. Uh, like I said, we didn't do any thrifting this past week, though. We, we, we dashed in a local thrift store. Found one super cool thing. Uh, at least I think it's super cool. It's a Batman figure. It's a talking, light-up Batman figure. Um, and it's based on the Batman character. It's right there behind the minion. Batman is hiding behind a minion, that coward. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to play with it yet, but uh, I will get to it on the show. Um, it, it is based, it, it's, it's about 12 inches tall, instead of having... You say you wasn't going to play it. I forgot it would do that if I moved the wings. Uh, it, it doesn't have a cape on. It, it has these, like, two wings that fold out. And uh, when they fold out, or, you know, you can either do it manually, or you can pull this little lever on his back, and it... Uh, 
makes the wings open and close, and then he, he says different things. And, it, and it's based on the Ben Affleck Batman. And uh, even though a lot of people don't think so, and even though Mr. S, the, uh, the manager, the husband manager, valet of uh, roller derby legend, icon, goddess, Punky Bruiser, uh, doesn't like him in the role either. I, I actually think Ben Affleck is a damn good Batman. I, I think he's one of the few actors that's pulled off the Batman and Bruce Wayne character both. Part of the part of the character both, and he's no longer going to be playing the Batman character. Uh, there'll be freestanding Batman movies coming out down the road, and he's hung up his bat cape. And uh, personally, I'm disappointed in it. I, I would have never thought Ben Affleck would have done a good job, but I, I'm actually I actually uh, love Ben Affleck as Batman. Like I said, I think he does the Bruce Wayne and Batman parts of the character really well. I'm gonna be sad to see him go. Um, uh, you know, hope they don't get somebody dorky to play it. Um, well, they say hey, get used. That's the worst one they could get. It's you. Why? I'm Batman. I think I can do a very good Batman. As long as I just had to do the voice like over the phone, like a Charlie's Angels type thing. <laughs> I might be able to pull off the voice. Since, yeah, yeah. I always thought I looked kind of cool in a Batman mask, and I put a Hall I put a uh, Batman mask on um, Halloween one time, and uh, wow, yeah, um, mm -hmm. did not make an impressive-looking Batman. Um, Michael Keaton, I thought, did a good Batman, mm -hmm. but I, I, I mean, because Michael Keaton had these crazy eyes, and 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 at the risk of sounding like I'm developing a man crush on him. He, he had this like cool looking mouth, you know, kind of, you know, just, he, he, Michael Keaton looked damn good in the Batman costume. You know, he was just, he, you know, those crazy eyes and he just had this kind of like, you know, I don't know, mouth that even looked good with it and uh, no one did not have a man crush on Michael Keaton. Um, and now he's with to Marvel. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, most recently played Vulture in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Um, but, and Marissa Tomei is now Aunt May. <laughs> um, yeah, Aunt May goes from like a, a senior citizen in the original Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire to now like kind of a, kind of like now a hot, like 40-ish something chick in the new ones. It's like, it's like, what the hell? Um, you know, uh, does that make her Marissa Aunt May? Instead of Marissa Tomei, get it? Marissa Aunt May? Oh, go ahead. You know you want to. Yeah, I gotta agree with you on that one. Um, but but anyway, back to the Batman thing. But you know, I I did like Michael Keaton, uh, really, as the Bruce Wayne part of it. Like when he's like, you know, with the Joker, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. It's like, it's like, it's like, why the hell is Mister Mom picking a fight with the Joker? <laughs> it's like, it, it's you know, um, Val Kilmer, he did okay, but you know, and then there was George Clooney. Um, you know, um, uh, see, George Clooney would have done good in the Batman character if he had had the attitude that he had in the uh, Dust Till Dawn movie. Because in the, in the Dust Till Dawn movie, he was kind of a badass. And he had attitude. He had that swagger about him. 
But then when he did the Batman thing, which is supposed to be kind of an attitude, broody character, he, he was more like just regular old George Clooney. It's like he should have had the Destro Don badass swagger attitude playing Batman. It would have worked better. Eh, no. Christian Bale, I, I don't even want to own any of the Christian Bale Batman movies. I just don't like them. I, I don't like the way the costume looked. I don't like the way Christian Bale portrayed Batman, either parts of the character. And what the hell was wrong with that voice? I mean, he's like, who are you? I'm Batman. Who? I'm Batman. You're, you're a fat man? No, I'm Batman. You're, 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 you're a bad man? No, I'm Batman. Okay, dude, could you, do you have, could, could you have a piece of paper to pen? Could you write down what you're, because I cannot understand what you're saying. It's like, Alfred, get the car. Excuse me, sir. Albert, get the car. What? Albert, get the car. <laughs> what? Cookie Monster, is that you? <laughs> um, didn't like the Christian Bell portrayal of Batman, though. Just, just didn't, don't, you know. Eh, don't like it. Ben Affleck, I thought I did good. Uh, what worries me, moving on to another one of my favorite, my, my two favorite male superhero characters, Wolverine from Marvel, Batman from DC. I, I, I've been a Batman fan longer though than I've been a Wolverine fan. I, I, I mean, I, I've been a Batman fan since I was a little kid. Um, so, you know, I, I but you know, the Wolverine character, I, I, I forget when I first learned of the Wolverine character and all that, but, but, but my other favorite character is Wolverine. Um, so you can imagine, like I said on the show before, how jazzed I was when uh, whatever comic groups whatever comics group it was, around 1996, combined Batman and Wolverine and came out with the Dark Claw character. Oh, that looks so cool. I mean, that that's like, you know, two of my favorite things together. Um, that's like, um, um, like, uh, Pizza and Ron Swagger. You know, we could make a Ron Swagger pizza. Oh, don't make me throw up. <laughs> you know, it's a pepperoni, slice of brown spaghetti all over it. Do I need to go to the ingredients? Okay, moving right along. Um, mo mo moving right along. Uh, moving right along. Okay. Um, every time I say moving right along, I think of that Kermit the Frog scene from the Muppet movie. Um, but what worries me is who is... Because well, because Hugh Jackman has said he's not going to play Wolverine anymore. Either. So who the hell are they going to get to play Wolverine? Somebody, somebody, it was circulating online that somebody has just a Daniel Radcliffe, the Harry Potter dude. And the, yeah, and, and the guy that's done some of the X-Men movies was like, Daniel Radcliffe, are you kidding me? <laughs> Seriously, he, he tweeted something like, Daniel Radcliffe. And then I think somebody suggests, suggested Zac Efron, the dude from High School Musical. Uh, now, now, granted, Zac has gotten pretty buff looking. Uh, he's even got a workout gear, garb, stuff, whatever, out now. Um, but it's it's like, so so you got the, the dude that played Harry Potter or Zac Efron from High School Musical. But but but, but anyway, the, the guy, I, I forget who it was, but somebody's worked with the X-Men or Wolverine movies or whatever, and, and he treated something like Daniel Radcliffe, Zac Efron, are y'all nuts? Uh, and then he also made a good point. Hugh Jackman, when they got him for Wolverine, he was an unknown. 
you know, he, he wasn't a nose. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, somebody that you'd find out was going to play him and you'd be like, oh shit, this is going to go good, you know. But, yeah, Wolverine being one of my favorite characters, uh, kind of, kind of nervous about how that's going to go. Um, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, every time they get somebody good to play a role, like, like Henry Cavill, who, uh, may no longer be playing Superman, it's like, shit, are you kidding? It's like, it's like, you know, now, now, now see that, that's, when we were watching, uh, Spider-Man the other night, Spider-Man Homecoming, and, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in there as Iron Man. See, he stuck with Iron Man from the very damn beginning. I mean, he's played Iron Man in the Avengers movies, whatever movie. He's done three Iron Man movies. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is sticking with it. And, and he makes a damn good Iron Man. And, and, and Chris Evans, who played Captain America, he's not going to play Captain America anymore. It's like... And there's already been three Spider-Man. Three, three, you know, three, three Spider-Man people... Well, you say Spider-Man, then it sounds weird. But, but, but it's three, been three actors three that portrayed yeah. Spider-Man yeah, exactly. in a major movie. I actually think Tobey Maguire did good. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, eh, I don't know. And they changed the storyline a the, little the, bit the, the, new, the, the new guy's not too bad. Yeah, because, I, I mean, like, in the comics, Spider-Man couldn't produce webbing on his own. He had to wear the thing around his wrist with the web shooter, and he had to, you know, refill the cartridges and do all that stuff, which which is amazing because as much as he's web as he spun, but yet it supposedly fit in little bitty cartridges. It, it, it's like how as much web as he spun doing what he did, you know, it should have been like a, up his arm. Um, it should have been like should have been like small barrels around his forearms all the way up to his elbows. But then, and so, like, the original, okay, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, I don't know if I'm getting this right, but, but in, I think it's the Tobey Maguire movie, he shot them out of web shooters still. No, he had, okay. he had it out, out, out. The thing about okay. it, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, okay, everybody, I'm looking up something online, just talk amongst yourselves. What I don't understand is why they didn't make it when he shot stuff and why he had to carry the rib stuff. That doesn't make sense. So, like, when he's climbing a building and he's sticking to the building, he's got clo clothes on. Even, he's wearing even, you know, things on his hands. So, what does he, hairs, hairs do? Stick through his fabric so he can climb? I mean, some of that doesn't make no sense. But they should have, since supposedly the spot that bit him was, you know, special. They should have had it where he shot it on time. Because it's stupid. Hold on. I'll catch you a bit. I got to refill my, you know, stuff here. I mean, it doesn't make no sense. And, you know, I, I never understood that part. It just, you know, I mean, if, if he wasn't bit by something that made him supernatural. And according and, to, uh... To uh, IMDb, there's a uh, Elton John movie coming out for a totally non-related topic. <laughs> okay, you you were saying? Hmm. Well, it, it's like Batman. He's not really a super. He's not. He's not. You know, sp special. He's just rich and was able to build all the fancy stuff so he could use it. He was just a regular, ordinary person. 
and Tony Stark is supposed to be an ordinary yeah, person yeah, with yeah, a lot yeah, of money. Those are the two of my favorites because they got money. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but the other ones that's in there, like Flash, all them, it, they are special because of some reason. So you got Spider-Man that's supposed to be part spider, but all he could do is climb walls without his, uh, he, okay. he, you know, unless he well, has his Well, yeah, anyway, but, but, but like in some of the, like, like in uh, one series of the movies, he had to use a web shooter. Uh, I, I think it's actually, I, I, I think it's, okay, okay, what about the new movie? Have, have you paid attention to what, what is Spider-Man doing in the new movie? The new movie, he has to have the canister. Okay. Because so, he lifts up the wall lockers to get the canister out. Oh, yeah, okay. So, but, cool. but but I still swear that it's Tobey Maguire's that has the web shooters, and the second one that shoots it out of his hand. Well, see, Tobey Maguire is the one that when he was in the movie where he's lot, lot, sort of changing. Yeah, he, he, he shoots he, the web. He actually shoots something, grabs even a tray in a cafeteria, and he's trying to get out. He doesn't understand that the tray's attached. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think he's actually done. Well, I think it's just stuck to his hand, though. I think it's just it, stuck to his hand. He's dragging with the web. Okay. And he's trying to go out, and it's banging against hmm. the door. And then he's up top of a building, and he, he, he has to put his fingers a certain way, and it shoots rev out. Now, later on, he might run out of stuff, you know, and had to get canisters, but in those movies, he produced it, which actually makes sense. I mean, and, you know, you know hands would be the perfect thing, because he swings by them. Of course, a spider, it comes Shoots out, it out of the weird. Butt. Yeah. Yeah, but, but then it makes for really weird. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that would make for really weird. Uh, really <laughs> yeah, weird but that would be thing. funny. Uh, Spider-Man, what's that come out your butt? It's my rib. I'm going to go. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, no, no, I, 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 I can't really find which is which, but uh, and I don't waste too much time on it. But, but like in neither the Tobey Maguire or the Andrew Garfield movies, one of them he shoots it, has to have the web shooters, and then the other one he shoots it out of his hands. So it's like they... I it, it may have been the second movies that he shot. Well, I don't. But because there, there's somebody talking one time about a change to it, and then thinking that if he had spider powers, he should be able to shoot it out of his hands. But um, but but anyway, uh, let's talk about days, daily and yearly segment. You can just piddle with that. Uh, okay, are you ready to do the days segment? Stop talking about Spider Spider Man, but which we ended up doing because we were shooting about. Um, okay, you ready to start the day segment? Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, it is time for the days segment. Days, which stands for daily and yearly stuff. Ba -da -bum. Anyway, um, okay, we will be going into March this coming week. Uh, but on the 25th, and as, as usual, there are other things for each day. But um, the 25th, it is Play More Cards Day. Which we can definitely do, considering we own uh, several decks of playing cards. Um, we've got a really cool Princess Bride deck of playing cards. Uh, we also have Disney, Looney Tunes, Winnie the Pooh, all sorts of uh, all sorts of playing cards, vintage playing cards even. Um, so it definitely shouldn't be a problem for us to play more cards. Uh, on the 26th, it is Tell a Fairy Tale Day, which we actually have a game. Babe, we could actually. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Uh, on, on the 26th, we can play It's Tell a Fairy Tale Day. So we could actually play our game Scary Tales. And I can read some of my books. And you, oh yeah, oh God, uh, yeah. Can, can, oh, you know it's Fairy Tale Day. We should post pics online of some of our vintage fairy tale books. Yeah. We should. Um, okay. Okay. So so which is uh huh. Okay. Well, what's interesting here? Oh, okay. So the first. Okay. Okay, we interrupt this day segment to bring you an important Spider-Man message. <laughs> okay, uh, Wolf Eyes. Okay, uh, okay. I'll, I'll just read it as it has it written. This is regarding the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man flicks. But what's interesting here, particularly 31 seconds in, is the shot of what appears to be a mechanical web shooter on Tobey Maguire's wrist, uh, which, as we know, was not part of Raimi's established movie canon. Canon, whatever. See, you know when. Maybe it's Canon. Uh, in the final cut of the 2002 film, Peter Parker was shown to have organic web shooting abilities instead. This, of course, pertains back to Mark Webb's The Amazing Spider-Man reboot this summer. Um, uh, this is really the first we've heard about mechanical web shooters making it all the way to production in Raimi's version. Could this be a fake trailer? Either way, the video is still worth a look, if only for nostalgia's sake. Um, so, okay, so Tobey Maguire did have the ability to organically shoot webs, and then it was the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man that had to use web shooters, I guess. Um, you know, I, I think that's one problem I have with movies is when they dick around with them and like, oh, this is the way it goes. Oh, this is the way it goes. It's, oh, no, wait, this is the way it goes. It's like... It's just confusing. I know, yeah, it I does mean, the X-Men have confused me all together. They have... Done this, they killed yeah. him, you know, Professor Exile. Yeah, I know. And then they, he's back at that one end, and then yeah, it's, like, it's like, it's like he, um, enough to make a mind. Yeah, it's explode. like he explodes in a movie, uh, then he's at alive at the end of the movie, and then they kill him off in Logan, and then he's uh, uh, resonating in the newer X Men movies. Um, it's like X Men days of future, future past, it happened a week ago, two years from now. Um, um, but anyway, so so now we've uh, settled the Spider-Man uh, debate. Okay, um, on okay, let me see. I've got bookmarks here. Uh, anyone want to hear about my bookmarks? Just kidding. Okay, on December twenty-seventh, it is Pokemon Day, which we should tell your son Ben about that. He'll he'll want to throw a party. <laughs> um, now don't get him started. He'll start with the beginning of the Pokemons. Yeah. And go all the way through as many as he can remember, and then every detail. Uh, by the time you're done, you're like, you just want to just hide somewhere, and he'll follow you too. So. Yeah, and, and then he'll go. Any thoughts? And you're like, I can't think now. I've been listening. I, I I've listened to like 1.72 million facts about Pokemon. I, I no longer have the abilities to think. <laughs> See, as a mother, I just take in so much, hold that information, and when he does it, I'll, I'll spit out something so he thinks I'm listening to the whole thing. <laughs> That's how you have to do it. <laughs> um, That's what I do with you. Huh? <laughs> that explains the laws in the show. <laughs> um, okay, also on the 27th, no, no this is kind of serious. Um, it is Pink Day. 
No, not to celebrate the singer whose real name is Alicia Moore. Um, it is Pink Day. Um, now I'll, I'll, I'll just skip ahead to the history of Pink Day. Pink Day was established, and this comes from DaisyTheYear.com where I get a lot of my information. History of Pink Day. Pink Day was established in 2007 after a pair of students, David Shepard and Travis Price, saw one of their fellow students at Central Kings Rural High School being bullied for no other reason than that they were wearing a pink shirt. Um, it goes on to say, in a stroke of brilliance, these two got together and decided to show support for the student and take a stand against bullying by getting everyone at the school to wear a pink shirt the next day. Pink Day was created to stomp out all bullying and spread understanding, and it's a concept spreading throughout the world. How to celebrate Pink Day, you may ask? Well, well, good question. I'll answer that for you right now. Start the day by picking out your favorite pink garment and putting it on, especially if you're a male-bodied person. I, I guess I loosely qualify as a male-bodied person. <laughs> oh, don't go there. For God's sake, don't go there. <laughs> um, get out there and take a stand against bigotry wherever you find it, but making sure the offenders know their calls will not go unanswered. If you see people getting bullied or harassed, be sure to walk up to them and help them out. Don't let them think they're alone in the world. Pink Day is a day to stand up against the injustice of harassment and bullying, especially against minorities and those of the LGBTQ community which has later be lately become the LGBTI community. They've substituted Q, which stood for queer, the word queer, with the letter I, which stands for intersex, which are people that don't really identify as male or female. Uh, I think that's also known as binary. Binary. Uh, if, then it goes on to say, if, if you've ever been bullied, which I, I was a lot in school, uh, you know how important it can be to have someone stand up for you. On Pink Day, you can stand up for everyone with a simple wardrobe choice. And that is Pink Day. So, and, and no no kidding, I, I did get bullied a lot in school. I got bullied a hell of a lot in school. Um, hey, boys. <laughs> Want to find me now? Um, anyway. I got picked on a lot. Yeah. We both did. We both did. Um, you know, bullies. Uh, bullies are assholes. You know, bullies are assholes. Um, well, you know, I would go as far as saying they are children that have issues. Oh, it's not just children. I mean, hell, you get, you get oh, no, you teenagers, get, adults. Yeah, those children, though, are ones with issues that might still be stuffed at home or whatever. The adults. I don't know. I just think they are. Well, I, 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 I kind of agree and I kind of disagree because I, I, I think a lot, yeah, a lot of times I'm sure that bullies do have bad home lives. And, and you know, we, we, because people have seen that depicted in movies and in real life. So a lot of times bullies do come from a bad home. Well, I like Judd Nelson's character in The Breakfast Club, one of my favorite movies. I've probably seen that movie like 500 times, seriously. Um, but... You know, because he had a bad home life, but then, but then I think a lot of, but then a lot of bullies have a great home life, and they just, for whatever reason, and, and some you bullies know, so actually learn stuff for the parents. The parents teach the kids that they are better than people, yeah. and they take that with them and yeah. and everything. It's a sad, yeah, you know, little chain yeah. of events that if you don't yeah. break but, it, but, you but know, then like I said, there are also those kids that come from great homes that turn out to be asshole bullies. Mm -hmm. So Jeez. you know, but um, you know. 
Um, so anyway, stop bullying. Bullying is stupid. Bullying makes no sense. Bullies are assholes. Uh, you know. So anyway, moving on. Uh, the 28th is Chili Day. Hmm. Chili. Oh, and we have chili in the cabinet. Yes, yeah. we do. I have to get some shredded cheddar cheese to go on top of that and some onion and mmm. And what I like is if somebody give me a good homemade chili recipe that isn't super spicy, because homemade chili is a lot better than that stuff in the can anytime. Yeah, true. Um, man, I, I hope the armored chili that we've got in the cabinet. Now, we haven't had any trouble with armored chili, but man, we bought a couple cans of armored corned beef hash. Woo! I don't know what the hell was wrong with that. It had the weirdest, 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 weirdest taste. It wasn't bad. It was I mean it wasn't like spoiled or tainted. It was just like this really funky taste. It's like I don't know what I don't know. I don't know Well, anything that's canned box sometimes I don't, yeah, doesn't yeah. get processed right. And then you got I mean I don't know if someone farted too close to the deduction line that day or what, but man, it just did not smell good. Um, I mean it tastes good. March 1st, pig day. Pig day. Like a real pig. Real pig. Kirby, do you know what that means? Uh, no, Miss Piggy. What? It's pig day, frog! I expect presents! Um, now, March 2nd, a, a, a holiday near and dear to my heart. Been a fan of this since I was a child. And I, I have right now uh, a large collection of merchandise, uh, plush, books, games, board games, card games, both, um, including a Monopoly style game called Cat in the Hat Opoly, bookmarks, all kinds of stuff. It is Dr. Seuss Day because it's Dr. Seuss's birthday. He was born on March 2nd. Yes. Uh, Dr. Seuss Day. Um, and, uh, March 3rd, March 3rd is a day to just stay home and watch Trimmers, Footloose, um, you know, just whatever Kevin Bacon film you can think of. Just, you know, watch a Kevin Bacon movie marathon on March 3rd because March 3rd is, oh, okay, never mind. March 3rd is Canadian Bacon Day, not Kevin Bacon Day. So, so, um, you know, but, but if you want to stay home and eat Canadian bacon, if you want to stay home March 3rd and eat Canadian bacon and watch Kevin Bacon movies, there you go. I know, I, I, I did the Canadian Bacon, Kevin Bacon joke on, on the old show at this time of year. And, uh... We'll have some Canadian Bacon, eh? Eh? I wonder, I wonder if Canadian Bacon is made from Canadian pigs, eh? Hmm. And they're, like, on the farm, and they're like, Oink, 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 eh? Oink, eh? Can't you see a bunch of pigs, like Canadian pigs? Oink, oink. Eh? Oink, oink. Eh? Huh. Anyway. 
Uh, but it's also March 3rd. What if cats and dogs had opposable thumbs day? Seriously. Um, what if cats and dogs had opposable thumbs day? Yeah, I know. Everybody thinks I'm making that up. Go to the days... Go to daysoftheyear.com. I am not making it up. It's also Cold Cuts Day, by the way, on March 3rd. Um, but uh, here you go. What if cats and dogs had opposable thumbs day? Um, history of what if cats and dogs had opposable thumbs day. This wacky and weird observance day was the brainchild of Ruth and Tom Roy, who are known for creating holidays. Almost 100 of them, in fact. Of course, this is one of the key questions of life, so it makes sense that a day should be dedicated to it. What makes us humans so special is that we have opposable thumbs. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do half the things we can. Open things, turn handles, hold bits and bobs. It's one of the key things that separates us from animals which can't really get a grip to the same level that we can. Uh, how to celebrate what if cats and dogs had opposable thumbs day? Today, it's time to appreciate the skills that your pet has, and maybe the skills that she doesn't have. If your cat had opposable thumbs, would he use it to accomplish dexterous tasks? Would he, build would he build fires? Would he start cooking his own food? Would he start using the things that he's collected around the house and make complex traps to catch mice and rats? Or would he just keep doing much of the same thing as he does now? Sleeping, occasionally making a mess, and expecting you to feed him when he wants. If dogs had opposable thumbs, would they abuse their tin opener privileges? In other words, cat owner. Uh, they just said tin owner. Or would they keep up the guise of man's best friend by helping out around the house doing the dishes and the hoovering? In other words, vacuuming. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever you get up to today, make sure to make it a day to appreciate our furry friends. Yep. Uh, our furry friends. A lot friends. of animals, if they had that, they might be able to break free and get away and get the heck away from some of these cruel people out there nowadays. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's another thing uh, I want to touch on briefly. Um, I, I won't go into details. I want to. I, I don't want to drag the mood of the show down. But um, Wolf Ice was reading this really uh, shitty story about um, you know what some guy did to an animal somewhere, and uh, you know that's another thing. It, 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 in addition to bullying, that needs to stop. Animal cruelty. What the hell is wrong with people? I mean, it's 2019, supposedly the human race has evolved so greatly, and supposedly everybody's so much better than they were, you know, even a decade ago when it comes to how people behave and everything else. So, so why in the hell are there still things like bullying and animal cruelty in this world, among other things? Um, it, it, it's, just, it's just senseless, it's just nonsensical, and, you know, I mean... You know, so, you know, that, that that's kind of my brief little public service announcement, so to speak, on this show. Bullying, it's stupid, needs to stop. Animal cruelty, it's stupid, needs to stop. Um, you know, the inhumane treatment of humans needs yeah, to stop. Yeah, yeah, in, in inhumane treatment of anything. It's like I've always said, be what you want to be, do what you want to do, as long as you don't do anything to harm yourself, the human race, animals or the planet yes. I mean you know people get nitpicky about all that you know they've got weird hair they've got too many tattoos you know they've got you know too many piercings or they're dressed funny or they're too poor or 
you know, they, you know, they're not, you know, they're not cool enough or whatever. But you know, thing is, as long as somebody's a good human being, man, all that other stuff is just irrelevant, you know, and 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 insignificant when it comes to the human character. Okay, okay, let me let me pull my soapbox out of the way. Ah, okay, there you go. Safely back up on the couch now. Okay, um. Didn't do really any thrifting this past week, um, unfortunately. Um, but, but then, uh, considering on our Carmar trip, we did four days of it. <laughs> you know, help around Carbon Marion. Uh, it's probably good to take a sabbatical from it. But one thing that we did find, like I said the, early, uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, we picked it up for buck nine nine at a local thrift store. Um, it's about a twelve inch tall Batman figure based on the Ben Affleck. Um, character, you know, portrayal of Batman, I should say, rather. Um, and it says all kinds, of, and it, like I said, it does have cape, it does have a cape, it has plastic wings that fold out on each side, They're like two-part wings, and they fold out. And, uh, when you open his wings, he'll say something for, and his, and his, uh, bat signal on his chest, and his, uh, the, the black portion of his, Stomach area will light up with with, with like a blue LED light looking light, and uh, it'll say stuff like this. Time for justice. I am Batman. Okay, closing the wings now. Opening them. That that was really cool. The light flickers. Okay, closing them again. Opening them. Time for justice. Closing them. Okay, uh, and and now the light is primarily located behind the bad signal, behind the bad symbol on his chest. Um, you can see it most clearly there. Uh, you can see it a little bit in the uh, in the dark area of his stomach. Um, actually, we don't even know why they made that part of his stomach black. They should have just made that gray solid and just let the bad signal symbol light up. Uh, it's in really good shape. It's not scuffed or anything. No paint off anywhere or anything. And it uh, goes for between 15 and 20 bucks online used. And I got this one for buck 99 So that's kind of cool. Um, and then Wolf Eyes picked up a couple of uh, Zuzu pads. Where are those little suckers? Now, let's hear the sounds the Zuzu pad oh, makes. One, one of them has batteries there. These are actually Zuzu babies. Mm -hmm. Oh, that explains the safety pin on it. Uh -huh. <laughs> it says, uh-huh. Okay, now, now, now if you press its nose, it just makes noise. But if you press a button on its back, it makes noise and it rolls around. As you can hear by the wheels. Oh yeah, that was pressing its back. Then pressing its nose, once again, you get like... Like the Three Stooges theme. Okay, there we go. And, and then there's also a gray one. Um, so, but other than that, man, we didn't pick up anything while thrifting. No thrifting. But we did four days of thrifting the week before in Carver area. So, <laughs> like I said, it's probably good we took a sabbatical this past week. Um, we did, however, play some games this past week. Uh, on our Carmar trip, we bought... We bought. We ended up getting some Venice games, and um, 
we uh, we got a game called Empire Jump, which is a high Q solitaire type game, and uh, it's well, well, it's a high Q type game, solitaire type game. Um, I, I actually have three high Q games; two of those are vintage. I, uh, but this this one's similar to it, and it predates. I, I'm pretty sure it predates the high Q games. This is like a '40s '50s game called Empire Jump. Um, and then uh, we got the uh, roll and score poker game, the ESLO poker dice game. Uh, but we also at Target picked up the You Got Crabs expansion pack. We're still trying to figure out how to adapt You Got Crabs because it's a four-player game to two-player, so you and I can play it. Uh, because we we took it to Linda and Aaron's house one time, and I really liked it. You really liked it. Linda really liked it, but Aaron didn't like it. Probably the two main reasons Aaron didn't like it: one, me being me, I kept making crab jokes. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, what's we, the creators of the game, the Exploding Kittens group? Uh, I mean, they they make tons of you got you got crab jokes on their website, you know, and, and themselves, you know, on their tweets and everything, um, as well as other people do that have had the game and you've got your son to pay. <laughs> and um, as do other people that have played the game and all this. So, you know, playing You've Got Crabs, it's natural to make, you know, crabs jokes. Um, but you go overboard. Well, I go overboard with everything. That's true. I, I go overboard with everything. Um, so you, you can't judge by me. Um, but, and, and so, so, so the reasons Aaron probably didn't like it is, one, I kept making crab jokes. And two, his mom, Linda, was not good at picking up or giving signals. Yeah, she gave a sing false signal. Yeah, yeah, she gave, yeah, yeah, she gave the signal one time that she had, that she had crabs. That sounds weird to say. But, okay, for those of you that don't know, the object that you've got crabs is to get four crab cards of a kind. You, what you do is you play with a partner. You're supposed to play with at least two teams. And you and your partner are supposed to work out secret signals, which Wolf Eisen and I did excellently, I might add. Um, because they never picked up on our signals. But Lynn and Aaron, you know, worked out their signals, and then we came back to the table. And, you know, Aaron came to get us, to let us know they were done, and we were done, of course. So we started to play the game, and... The, the object of the game is to get four cards, four crap cards of a kind, and you somehow secretly signal your your partner. And when you do that, they they shout, "You got crabs!" And if they're right, then you guys get a crab token and get a point. Um, if the other team thinks that you've got crabs, they can steal the point from you. If they say you've got crabs, you don't. They can get a token. Mm -hmm. But like that one time, Aaron thought I had crabs, and I go, "No, I don't." He goes, "Yes, you do." I go, "No, I don't." He goes, "He goes, yes, you do." I go, "No, I don't. I really don't." <laughs> so, and isn't that one of the rules that the if the other team accuses you of having crabs and you don't, then you get one of their points? Isn't that how it also works? I can't. I, I I can't remember. But um, it's been too long since we played. Yeah, it's been too long since we played. It's like a few months ago now. But, um, so, and at the end of the game, the one of the most crab tokens, the most points, in other words, wins. You and I killed them. I mean, we, we did great. We killed them. And Linda couldn't pick up on Aaron's signals. She accidentally gave him the signal that she had crabs. <laughs> 
Jason only did the secret signal. And he was like, you can grab She's like, no, I don't. He's like, but you gave the signal. I know. Poor Linda. Because she locked it. She, I think, wanted to play again. But he's like, I'm not ready to get Because he's one of those sore losers. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't win something, he gets sore. Yeah. Yeah Aaron, yeah, Aaron does not like to lose games. Um, but oh, and he especially hates to lose games to me. Like when we're all four playing and it's individual games, I don't think he really gets up as upset if he loses to you or Linda. But man, if I beat him in a game, he is, it's, like you, it's, it's like you can, if you listen close, you can hear his blood inside his body sizzling and bubbling and gurgling and boiling. It's like... Um, but yeah, um, so, but, but anyway, um, we got the expense back to You Got Crabs, which like we treated treated, tweeted, we own all the Exploding Kittens group of games now, uh, all three base games, Exploding Kittens, you've got, you've got bears, you've got crabs and bears versus babies, and all the expansion packs. Um, and if you ever do decide how to adapt that to two-player, we will let everybody know, online and on the show. Um, I, I was thinking maybe doing it like Sushi Go, maybe doing it like a trick-taking game or something, you know, or like a um, old drafting game, where you like draft cards maybe, or... I like do it to where you lay the cards out secretly and then you just kind of watch what people draw, you know, like maybe doing it with like eight cards on the table or something. Well, I just thought of that, like maybe eight cards on the table and then you just keep drawing from the draw pile and, you know. Uh, anyway, you was going to yeah, so yeah. the ones that we and, and we also got a cool game from Mattel called Voltage a, and two cool games from Game Right called Tiki Topple and uh, this game goes to 11. And so one night we dragged out this game goes to eleven by Game Ride. And the object of the game, um, I, I I am no Tom Vassal when it comes to describing gameplay. Um, the object of the game is um, not eating your hair, um, which I'm doing. Um, yeah, I know, which is odd because you made hamburgers. Oh, folks, before I go any further, Will Vice made hamburgers again tonight. Not mushroom and Swiss burgers this time, but the uh, just regular hamburgers. We we put pickles, pickles, onions, ketchup, mustard, pickles. I might add that Linda canned special, so with special homemade pickles. The burgers, no kidding, over an inch thick. I mean, restaurants have nothing on Wolfie's burgers. Trust me. Um, but anyway, after two big hamburgers like that, I'm I'm eating my hair. <laughs> you think I'd be full by now? Can't do one. But anyway. Um, so the object of this game goes to 11. Um, you both draw cards from the draw pile. You, uh, you got, I think it's six cards in your hand. And you, you can't go any higher than six cards in your hand, best that I remember. And just play this the other night, I can't remember the rules, I don't have it in front of me. But anyway, so you keep drawing cards from the discard pile, uh, or maybe it's three cards. But the main object of yeah, the yeah, game, yeah. The main object is, the game is, is is when you're laying down the cards on a disc pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making them go to eleven. Go yeah, over eleven. Yeah, you yeah, and you can have as many. Now you can start more than one discard pile even because you can't play cards of the same number on top of each other. So you so you draw a card and then you you know you discard a card either the card you draw or one from your hand and. Um, I think that's where it goes. And then, I, actually, I think you laid down one, then you draw it. Then you draw it, okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> See, we are no Tom Vassal. And if you hit 11, yeah. 
then the other play has to take those cards, and the thing yeah. is to get the least amount of cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, you go to, over, you have to. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The winner of the game is the one with the least amount of cards at the end. That much we are sure of. And, and and then you lay the cards in the pile, and if you make the if you make the cards in the pile go exactly to eleven, uh, which you can also do by laying an eleven card on there. Uh, then your opponent has to take the cards. If you make the card pile go over 11, then you have to take them. Now, if you lay an 11 card down and your opponent has a librarian card, that cancels out the 11 card, and then you have to take the cards yourself. Yeah. Or, if you have a librarian card and lay that on the discard pile, that automatically takes the discard pile back down to zero. Um, and you won one game, I won one game, and then we, you know, it was fair, so we quit playing and moved on to Voltage. Now, the object of Voltage is a little bit more hard to explain. Uh, yes, the other one is so easy for us to explain. Yeah, yeah, Tom Vassal doesn't have to worry about competition. Uh, my daddy is ever going, oh my god, these, uh, these guys on this court are, are so good at game. Oh, I'm not, you know, they're going to be better than me. Um, Do you want me to get this? No, nah, I'll just I'll, I'll just wing it. Yeah, uh, I'll just good. wing it. Uh, I'm the crow. I shall wing it. Get it? Crow wing. Okay, funny. Um, I'm gonna shove that thing up your butt. Let's see how it works. It. <laughs> It'd be like. <laughs> anyway, um, but. Um, so, the, the object of the voltage is, you start the game, it's got a little board, it has these four squares, plus squares on it, that are called terminals. Plus on each end, negative and two negatives in the middle, and each, each end of the board has a scoring piece, it's a two-player game. And uh, this game goes to 11, can be played by, you know, two to four players, I think. Um, or maybe more, but voltage is just a two-player strategy game. And once a terminal has five cards at it, uh, now you can lay cards down on your side or your opponent's side. There are special cards that if you draw the card, it has a little like yellow lightning bolt symbol on one side. This also will be uh, for voltage. Then you can turn the terminal over, and if the score says plus, then the higher number wins. And if it says negative, the lower number wins. So whoever has that on their side is the uh, you know the winner. Uh, and then you move your little scoring piece along each side. And you know we, we played that. One of us won one game. One of us won the other. Then we tried a game called. Then we tried game rights tiki topple. Now get, this game goes to eleven game right. Voltage Mattel. Tiki topple is game right. We tried that one, and the first night that we played it. You didn't, you just couldn't get into it, and... It, we have been running that day, I was agitated, didn't really feel too good. Yeah. And that one was a little bit, got on my nerves. Yeah, but then the second... You doing stuff. Yeah, and, and, and the, but the second night we played, which was last night, you actually did damn well at it. You, you beat me the first game. Um, and then I, I won the second game. The object, Tiki Topple, you get, once again, a small board. There are nine tiki pieces, and um, you put them on the board. 
each player there are four, it's a, a four player game up to a four player game four different sets of seven cards four markers the cards match the markers and you gotta the object of the game is you draw a secret tiki card at the beginning of the game it has three tikis on it and you your scoring is based on what you can do with the pieces that match your secret tiki card and you get so many points for the one in first place and the one in second place and the one in third place and you lay down different cards there's tiki up one one two and three then there's two tiki toes and then there's a tiki topple tiki toes you take off the bottom piece take it off the board tiki topple take any piece you want any tiki you want put it at the bottom and then the other the other one's tiki up one two and three and there's two number one cards you just move a tiki up and the object is to get the tiki tokens on your secret tiki card into the top three positions and um, the winner is the one after four rounds has the highest number of points and you keep score of the points by moving the tiki around the board the tiki marker around the board the game marker around the board um, and last night you did really well with that you you slaughtered me in the first game and then I won the second game but you know so we tried that one um, we played Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, we did. We did, we did, we did, we did. Another game we played this past week is a game... Now, those games we got a target. Those two games we got a target. We got a game from Renegade Games. It is the Ghostbusters card game. I've already posted a picture of this online. And um, this, this is a really fun game. It's from Renegade Games. I think it's our first game ever from Renegade Games. It's it's it has characters from the first two Ghostbusters movies on them. The cards do rather. Uh, they have characters from the first first two Ghostbusters movies on them. They're not really cartoonish. They're more like they're actually I would describe them uh, as as more of a character of the characters. Uh, you, you have the uh, you have the four main characters. Um, Oh, I, I hate it when I do this. I hate it when I do this. I hate it when I do this. I cannot think of the four main characters from the Ghostbusters films. Um, Winston was Ernie Hudson's character. Oh, oh, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me! I cannot think of the characters of Ghostbusters. One of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Are you serious right now? Thank you, Ghostbusters. Okay, here we go. Ghostbusters. The, the, this is just embarrassing. The, this is embarrassing. It is a person. I, I know they're spending their Vinkman and I, I don't know. Okay, here we go. It has the four main characters. Dr. Peter Vinkman, played by Bill Murray. Dr. Raymond Stantz, played by Dan Aykroyd. Um, Dr. Egon Spangler, played by Harold Ramis. And uh, Winston Zedmore, played by Ernie Hudson. It also has a card featuring the likeness of Dana Barrett, played by Sigourney Weaver. Louis Tolley, played by Rick Moranis. Deneen Minitz, played by Andy Potts. Um, you know, it, it, has, uh, it has a Gozer card. It has a Librarian card. Um, and then the second... And then, oh, it has a Slimer. Stay Pup Marshmallow Man. And then from the second movie, it has Vigo and... Um, oh, what's... It, What's the other one from the second movie it has? The mood uh, slime. Oh, yeah, the mood slime. Yeah, the pink mood slime that ran in the city from the second one. And for the first movie, it also has the two gargoyles. It even gives the names. I didn't know they had names. 
Um, but it even gives the names of the, uh, it even has the two Gargoyle cards that came to life in the first movie and their names on them, which I can't remember. Um, tune in next, y'all. I'll tell you the names of the Gargoyles. Because uh, we're almost out of time now, believe it or not. But, um, yeah, the Ghostbusters game was a lot of fun. Uh, Ghostbusters game, definitely a lot of fun. And then, um, did we play another card game this past week? Oh, I don't know. Oh, we played Welcome Back to the Dungeon from Yellow last night after we got done with uh, Tiki Topple. Yeah. We, we played Welcome Back to the Dungeon. We, we actually own Welcome to the Dungeon by Yellow as well. We did better, I think, on Welcome to the Dungeon. This one, it's got two extra, it's got two, it's got these special monsters. You put those two in the dungeon deck as well. We, we did not beat it. No, we, we did not beat it last time. First game we did. We're just going to have to get better at it. Um, the four all new characters uh, in this um, in this version. Welcome back to the dungeon. Uh, I don't remember what's in the first one, but the new one contains a, a princess, a necromancer, a bard, and a ninja. And uh, so we played that game last night. Um, it seems like we, I don't know, but, but I think that's how we. I think that's how we play this past yeah, I week. I think that's all we played. Yeah. Okay. Quickly, we're almost out of time. I want to do a shout out. Oh yeah, we'll do. Yeah, I, I almost forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, so, uh, and we got a special shout out coming in a second. Okay, quickly rate. Uh, uh, this game goes to eleven, on a scale of one to five yups. Uh, probably a three point eight, maybe. Really? I I read about a four point five. I really liked it. It just was really sort of silly. I, I like the I look liked of it. it. But, uh, it's a silly. Yeah, I, I like the look of it. I like the gameplay. Um, okay. Um, 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 uh, uh, voltage? Uh, voltage, yes. I say Voltage is 4.3. Yeah, Voltage like is it. between 4 and 5 for me as well. Tiki Topple? 4. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, once again, between 4 and 5. Um, Ghostbusters? Uh, 4.3. Uh, I, I see close to five in that because I like Ghostbuster stuff. Uh, welcome back to the dungeon. So we both lost, I guess four. <laughs> yeah, around a four. Uh, between four and four point five. Um, and uh, like you said, I think that's how we played this this past yeah, I week. I think so. Um, but before we go, we've got a few minutes left. I want to give a special shout out to the three K boys. Um, uh, the uh, three sons of uh, Mr. S and Punky Bruiser who had science fair stuff this past week and uh, one of them even won best in school. They all won awards. One of them even won best in school. So congratulations to the 3K boys. Yes, they did very well, I do believe. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, it's just amazing that they they all walked away with awards, with one being best. Yeah, I yeah I yeah I I did I did poor in school. I in most subjects I I did well to find my classroom. Uh, I I did well to find the bathroom. Sometimes I didn't find the bathroom. I peed in all sorts of weird places around the school. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> Why am I kids opening the lockers? Why are my books wet? Oh man, that's somebody peed in my locker again. And I'm just kind of scurrying off. Um, anyway, that's it. Almost out of time. Uh, but special shout out, special congratulations to the 3K boys. You guys did well. 
so congrats. Okay, as always, gotta thank my fiance for me out. As always, thanks for me on the show, babe. You did good. Okay. Love you, sweets. I love you, bad big cotton candy fuzzy fuzzy bear. <laughs> I always like it when I'm described to uh, compared to cotton candy. Okay, we are literally almost out of time. Thanks everybody for listening. Hope you dug it. Hope you listened to the next show and dig it as well. Gotta go. Literally almost out of time. As always, I'm the man called Crow. She's my fiance called Wolf Eyes. This is a show called It's Crow Time. As Tigger says, and I say too, ta-ta for now. <laughs>